And the Golden Globe Award goes to 12 Years a Slave. And the Golden Globe goes to Jennifer Lawrence, American Hustle. And the Golden Globe goes to Amy Adams, American Hustle. And the Golden Globe goes to Kate Blanchett, Blue Jazz. Leonardo DiCaprio, The Book of Wall Street. Matthew McConaughey, Dallas Buyers Club. The Golden Globe goes to Jared Leto, Alfonso Cuarón. From Tuscaloosa, welcome to Aspect Radio. I am Ben Flanagan, and we're doing things a little bit differently. It's been a while since Corey and I have been on the air here with a podcast, but we are back now. We're in the thick of award season. We are on the day after the Golden Globes. They just happened Sunday night, and Corey is with me on the line to talk about it. So, Corey Kraft, it's been a while. Yeah, it has. It sure has, but coming uh, back right at the appropriate time i'd say with oscar nominations coming out later this week well it didn't seem like there would be any surprises last night at least in the movie categories there were plenty in the tv categories but we don't talk much tv on this show here so in a couple of the acting categories we saw matthew mcconaughey win for dallas buyers club and it's no surprise that he's in the mix but i don't think anybody predicted him to win last night anyway and then you have leonardo dicaprio winning for the wolf of wall street when i think a lot of people probably predicted, including me, Christian Bale, or maybe even Bruce Dern to win that Golden Globe. So were those big surprises for you, and were there any others? I was surprised by McConaughey. You know, as the night progressed, and it looked increasingly like 12 Years a Slave was getting completely shut out, I didn't think that Chiwetel Ejiofor was going to get that award. But I, I would have thought that Globes would have gone with Robert Redford in that category, though, I think in the last few weeks we've seen Redford and All Is Lost sort of cool down from whatever buzz it had accumulated at first. That's a movie that didn't perform tremendously well at the box office and, and seems to have faded from memory for a lot of folks. Still, uh, you know, McConaughey taking the stage seems just as much of an award for this amazing career resurgence he's had in the last two or three years as much as it is for Dallas Buyers Club. You know, I'm not even convinced that Dallas Buyers Club is the finest performance he gave in 2013, though I think it's a really terrific job. With DiCaprio, I'm less surprised there. I kind of thought it was going in that direction, though I thought that Bruce Dern would have been the spoiler. I guess big movie stars on the stage are too much for the Golden Globes to resist, even though I think DiCaprio gives debatably one of his best performances in The Wolf of Wall Street. That's hardly a result I can argue. But if you just look at the nominees in both of those categories, what a crazy, talented lineup. What a great year for actors it's been. And we've got nine or ten worthy contenders who couldn't possibly all make it into the Oscar category when that's announced this week. Corey, if you had told me that the nominees for the 2013 Best Actor category were Oscar Isaac, Joaquin Phoenix, Christian Bale, Michael B. Jordan, and just for fun, let's throw Forrest Whitaker into the mix, then I would believe you. Yeah. That's a competitive category for Best Actor. All five of those performances that you just named are really good. Yeah. So They're worthy nominees any year. Yeah, so the fact that there are five or six people, really, 
ahead of all those guys who yeah, it, are, are it's keep, shocking. Yeah, are keeping them completely out of the category. What an unbelievable year for lead performances for males, at least for the best actor category. It's really unbelievable. And there's still a couple I haven't seen. I haven't seen All Is Lost yet. I'm going to see that this week at the Bama Art House in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And I haven't seen Dallas Buyers Club yet. And the Golden Globes aren't exactly indicative, even though in recent years I feel like they've tried to make more of an effort to sort of project or indicate which direction the Oscars might go. They're not exactly indicative of what exactly will happen. But I do think McConaughey is carrying a lot of momentum. You know, I think that Jared Leto obviously seems like a shoe-in to win and would have been the only representative in terms of a winner when it came to that movie. But right now, it seems like McConaughey is one of the guys to beat. But the category is so wide open, it seems like whichever five guys make it into the category, they all have respective arguments for themselves, don't they? Yeah, they do. And this is pretty difficult to call right now, you know, before the Guild's award. I'll just say I think McConaughey's in the driver's seat at the moment, but I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if a GF4 rides a wave of 12 Years a Slave love or Bruce Dern gets enough of the uh, sentimental vote. So, I mean, if you had to call it today, I mean, you just said Edgy of Four riding a wave of 12 Years a Slave, but if you had to call it today, who wins? Who would you pick? Me personally, or who do I think will win if the Oscars Who do you were think will win? Held, held yeah. tomorrow night. If they were held tomorrow McConaughey. Night. Really? I think McConaughey. Yeah, I do. What's that based on? I mean, do, you, do you feel like enough people call. have seen... Dallas Buyers Club, obviously yeah. that, that doesn't matter in some cases, but do you feel like the buzz, and I hate to use that word, is strong enough for McConaughey right now? It certainly helps with the Golden I, Globe win and the fact that he was on TV winning an award and giving an acceptance speech, but what makes you say, above all of the others in such a competitive category, what makes you so sure at this point? I mean, the compelling sort of narrative there with the career resurgence a terrific performance, and I think Dallas Buyers Club is actually going to surprise a lot of people on Thursday with some surprising nominations. I think it's screenplays getting in, and I think it's going to be a nominee for Best Picture at this point. I don't know how well that movie did at the box office. I'm not sure how widely it opened, but people who see it, I mean, it's it's just that kind of gripping based on a true story that people really gravitate toward, and, and McConaughey gives a tremendously effective performance in it. As does Jared Leto, though, he wouldn't be my choice to win in that category. I think supporting actor is surprisingly competitive, too, though Leto's as good of a choice as any. But I think that film is pretty well-beloved this year, as far as sort of flying under the radar. Look, I think that that's possible. And, you know, McConaughey is a big star. He's an A-list guy who obviously hasn't been nominated and could win if he gets nominated. I think he's probably a shoo-in to get nominated at this point. But I yeah. think that if Leonardo DiCaprio gets nominated, then I think he could win. Because he has the narrative of never having won before, multi-nominee, and like you said, this is arguably, in my opinion, this is his best performance to date. It's in a Martin Scorsese movie, so prestige isn't a factor here. So I, I think that they could gather enough momentum and put together a campaign if they focused all their attention on winning Leonardo DiCaprio his first Oscar. So that would be interesting if he gets in there, if it came down to those two. 
Yeah, you know, my only argument against that possibility, and it's it's certainly possible, would be the divisive nature of the Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know how appealing that is to the Academy at large, and I've been wrong about that sort of thing before, so I, I wouldn't want to count it out yet, and that's definitely, definitely possible, but, you know, you never know. Well, you mentioned the supporting actor category, and it, it does seem competitive, but only beyond the fact that Jared Leto seems like the likely winner for supporting actor. So you've got... Yeah, I think so. You've got Barkhad Abdi in Captain Phillips and Michael Fassbender in 12 Years a Slave. Those guys seem like they're getting nominations. They seem like safe locks for the category. So that essentially leaves two spots available for plenty of guys who deserve to be in the conversation. And I know you're a big fan of Bradley Cooper's performance in American Hustle. He's on the list. Daniel Brühl for Rush, Tom Hanks for Saving Mr. Banks, Jonah Hill for Wolf of Wall Street, and even James Gandolfini. And you've even got some wild cards out there sort of on the fringes like Will Forte and a critical favorite in this precursor season, even James Franco in Spring Breakers, which I think is a long shot but a possibility. So at this point, for those two remaining slots, who do you expect to fill them? I think Daniel Brühl is in, and I think Bradley Cooper is going to get in on the basis of massive Academy adoration for American Hustle alone. So I think the five guys who were nominated to the Golden Globes are going to be the same five guys we see at the Oscars. Won't be too much of a surprise, though. I, I, I guess that Bradley Cooper is kind of a uh, spoiler there. Well, for supporting actress, Corey, I think Jennifer Lawrence is going to win. And I know that Lupita Nyong'o is... I guess she would be considered a spoiler at this point, even though she was kind of a favorite going into the season, and she's certainly the stiffest competition Jennifer Lawrence has right now. But I just think that she's really going to ride the momentum of that American Hustle seems to have right now in terms of its potential to win other big awards and she seems to be sort of the face of the franchise as it were going into the Oscars and I think despite the fact that she won her first Oscar last year and she's only 23 and could have two Oscars at such a young age I think she's probably going to win does that sound about right to you or, or do you think that that could be where 12 Years a Slave is represented elsewhere? I think it could be where 12 Years a Slave is represented. I'm not 100% on board with Jennifer Lawrence being a shoe-in to win just yet. If she takes the Screen Actors Guild Award, then it's pretty much a done deal. But, you know, Lupita Nyong'o there is such a strong contender for her incredible performance in, in 12 Years a Slave that I wouldn't count that out just yet. That one's still a little up in the air as far as the winner. But I, I will be surprised, you know, if we see Julia Roberts in that category at the Oscars for August of Sage County, which is a movie that doesn't seem to have too many admirers. And then also, you know, the Globes sort of infamously did not nominate Oprah Winfrey for a really great supporting role in Lee Daniels, the butler. I think she'll make it in at the Oscars. But yeah, it's probably for the win between Lawrence and Nyong'o at this point. And it's a little too close to call, but I, I'm leaning toward Jennifer Lawrence as well. She does have a lot of that momentum and, according to many, steals American Hustle and stealing an entire movie away from that cast is certainly something to, uh, well, to recognize. 
I guess. Well, I think the person who really steals American Hustle is probably Amy Adams, and she seemed to be one of those fringe contenders to possibly crack the top five and become a nominee, but it seemed like Meryl Streep in the movie you just mentioned, August Osage County, was keeping her out of the running, but she just beat Streep at the Golden Globes last night, and that could be indicative of how things could turn out this week when the nominations are announced. Do you think that Amy Adams gets in over Meryl Streep? Yeah, I do. I've been kind of feeling that coming for a little while, particularly since American Hustle took off the way it did. The other four contenders have sort of been locked in for a couple months now with Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock, Judy Dench, and Emma Thompson. So I think Amy Adams gets into that top five. I don't think that anybody really has a shot at taking the Oscar but Kate Blanchett, and I've thought that since, what, since August, I guess, when it opened here. That's as close to a sure thing as we've had all year, even though it looked for a little while there like gravity might ride high and bump Sandra Bullock into the winner's spot, considering the work that she did carrying that movie single-handedly. But Blanche is in a pretty safe spot there. So that leaves Best Picture and Director, Corey, and we just had a split last year when Ben Affleck obviously wasn't even nominated for Argo, and that left sort of a battle between Ang Lee and Spielberg, and Ang Lee ended up winning Best Director, so it was kind of a forced split for the Oscars last year, and even though it seems as though all three of the directors for the three major contenders, 12 Years a Slave, Gravity, and American Hustle, will probably be nominated for Best Director, barring some sort of huge surprise, do you think that a split is likely this year, or do you think whatever wins directors win in picture? You know, I... I truly don't know. I think that if David O. Russell wins Best Director, I think that American Hustle wins Best Picture. I think that if Gravity wins Best Director, if Alfonso Cuaron takes it, it could still potentially be a split. Because, you know, rewarding Alfonso Cuaron for the massive technical achievement and artistic triumph of Gravity, in much in the way that Ang Lee was rewarded last year for a similar feat, doesn't necessarily disqualify contenders like 12 Years a Slave and American Hustle from taking the top prize. That being said, the Academy has a chance to make history by awarding Steve McQueen the Best Director statuette. He'd be the first black director to ever receive that award. And, you know, they might be leaning in that direction. It's too soon to tell, but those three guys, much like those three films that they directed, are really the only legitimate contenders in that category. So it sounds like you think that Gravity won't win Best Picture. It sounds like you're saying if Russell wins, then his movie wins. But if Quaron wins, then that might just be the Academy recognizing him for the technical achievement and rewarding 12 Years a Slave the movie. So, I mean, are you saying now you don't think that Gravity stands as much of a chance to win the big award? I think it's in third place, but that's not to say that there would definitely be a split if Quaron won. I just think that if there is going to be a split, Quaron's going to win, and either 12 Years a Slave or American Hustle is going to win Best Picture. I don't see McQueen or Russell taking Best Director without their films also winning Best Picture. But it's possible. Any combination of those three films and those three directors, I suppose, is possible. But I must say, I don't think rewarding David O. Russell for direction and gravity getting Best Picture makes much sense at all. 
So we'll just have to see. Yeah, and the nominations are coming early Thursday morning, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, is there anything else you need to see before the nominations, or at least before the the show happens? No, no, I've got all the major feature contenders under my belt at this point. I'd like to try to see Nebraska again in the next few days. But, you know, a lot of these contenders come out on Blu-ray in the next few weeks. Captain Phillips and Blue Jasmine come out next week. I've only seen those once, so I'm going to definitely check those out again. And Dallas Fires Club comes out on Blu-ray on February 4th, so well before the ceremony. Uh, on March 2nd. That'll be to look out for. And then throughout February, of course, you have a lot more contenders being released on home video. So that's something to look forward to. But as far as, as everything else, the only film that I'd like to make sure I get a chance to see is the potential best documentary feature nominee, uh, The Act of Killing. That's still on my list. I haven't caught up with that yet. But I'm I'm pretty sure, apart from you know a lot of those documentaries and especially the foreign film category, which a lot of those movies won't even get American releases until well after the Oscars. I've seen pretty much everything that I need to see, I think, at this point. I want to get from you real quick going into the Oscar nominations on Thursday. Give me one surprise in one of the major categories that you think might or will happen. Spike Jones for Best Director, I think, will happen. You think will happen? Uh, I, yeah, I think he stands a really excellent chance of winning original screenplay for her, but I also think he'll get a director nomination over probably Paul Greengrass. I don't know. That's tough to say. And that's another category that's pretty loaded this year. But I think Spike Jones will probably get in there over uh, Paul Greengrass. So it won't line up directly with the Directors Guild Award nominations. Wouldn't be five for five. I don't see that happening. Awesome. Well, thanks, Corey, for calling in. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll get back to you hopefully shortly after the Oscar nominations are announced for a little bit of analysis. And also, we're going to be counting down our favorite movie scenes, performances, music, and whatnot from the year in film of 2013. And, uh, Corey, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.